This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Tzfarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. We do this discussion afterwards. And but that's usually how you know, we... Uh, yeah, like that's... Okay. Okay. Good evening. Welcome to everyone who came. It's really a, a big cover today. I don't know if the, the Rashid is aware of this. We put this out. We have a list of mental health professionals which have gathered over the year. People who uh, are coming to Shirin. So this uh, testament to the Rashid's um, reputation that within an hour, 35 people had already uh, had said they would like to join us this evening. I'm looking around here, it's not just local people, there's uh, many people came in, both from the, from the men's side and the women's side, from uh, Muncie, Lakewood, um, all around the tri-state area, came to hear the Dar Hashem from the Yeshiva. Um, on a personal note, it's, uh, I, I, I think she doesn't, probably doesn't remember, I was at home, I went through, she was Tavuris, so she was uh, in the mirror, um, she was an agent by Rebbe Schmeckel, so it was known then, this is 25 years ago, it was a tremendous Balmach Shovo, and we went every Matzai Shabbos. I didn't have a chance to say goodbye. The last was I had a plum suit in the house 25 years ago, and then I went back to America, and then I became a Hassan, and got married, and she went to Silver Spring, I didn't say, say hello since then. So I want to thank you for the plum suit of Chavuz. So we're going to do the format. People had submitted some questions. We're going to... Um, uh, read those questions, give the Shiva a chance to respond, and you know, feel free to uh, any follow-up uh, questions, discussion points. We'll see how far we get uh, from those questions. And at this time at the end, uh, Shiva seems comfortable to take any questions from the floor, but we're going to start with that, which was submitted first. Right. Uh, Shiva's okay with recording. Um, do not give mafarsim until Rashiva gives Rishus that you know this, that there's nothing there that uh, <laughs> for personal use it's, it's fine. Uh, we don't want to have any anything censored, so to feel free to talk. Um, so we're going to start with can Rashiva offer a general framework on the terror perspective on mental health and on the role and responsibility of the clinician. So first of all, good evening. Um, I, I'm, I'm really glad to be here. It's, it's, I think it's something that's necessary. I've been waiting to, um, to develop in the Torah community. Um, first of all, I feel here like I'm at a psychologist anonymous meeting. Of, of you know, the, it's like the, the, the setup and uh, the surreptitious figures sneaking in, and, and you know, it, it had that kind of aura to it. Um, my, my, the, a person that I was zochah to have a kirva very late in, in his, I mean, late in his life, and I unfortunately didn't have a longer shaykhis, was Reb Zelig Epstein. I'm sure you've heard the name. When I came to America, my brother, Reb Nelson Svi, said, he should be your guiding light, your das Torah. And I found him to be extremely, extremely broad, deep, um, from both the Torah perspective and the and what was happening around the world, I don't think I've ever met someone like him. He's an extraordinary person. And psychology came up a, a few times. There was once an Isser in psychology twenty some odd years ago that people forgot. 
and, and things of that nature. And I asked him about a particular case that was involved in some sort of case. And I asked him, or my wife asked him actually, what would have happened in Europe? So he said, you know, how come it never, nobody ever heard of these problems or whatever? And he said, in Europe, these people just fell off the map. And, you know, it wasn't as if they could, I think you just forgot about them. You know, the, the person left and that was the end of it. And he said, we live in a tougher world today, but HaKadosh Baruch gave us a lot more chachma of understanding people and insights um, than we had before. And we need to use it. That was his words to me, and uh, I feel very strongly about it. Um, maybe I'll sort of jump some of the questions. I want to sketch out a certain framework that I think is very helpful. It, the, there seems many times to be a collision course between Rabbanim um, of all different types and mental health professionals. And I'd like to try a little bit to sketch out what I think is if we would define properly the, the perimeter of each, um, the role of each one, I think it'll be very helpful. A person consists of different layers. The sfar, this is a medrash, um, and the Sfarim speak a lot about this language, and I will enumerate four layers. There's guf, there's nefesh, there is ruach, and there is neshama. The Medrash says there are five parts of the neshama. There are two more that are entirely irrelevant to this discussion. But um, the guf plus these three are very relevant. And each one has its own tchum. And it belongs in a very specific place and needs to be dealt with at where, at what junction are we, are we talking about. A person, Ahmad Atzlan, starts acting very erratically. A person steals. A, a person starts acting improperly with women, whatever it is. And we discover a brain tumor. So that belongs in a doctor's office, a neurosurgeon, an oncologist. It has nothing to do with a rough, or very little. Well, maybe we'll add something, but, but right now, this is an issue of the brain physically, the goof of the person physically um, creating havoc. And it needs to be dealt that way. The same is true chemical. If a person is drunk, highly drunk, reasoning is not gonna help much. You, he needs to be not drunk. And the only thing that'll help is get the alcohol out of his system and so on. That's one level. And I think that that, Baruch Hashem, we have a fairly good sense of it. There's another level, and it's called nefesh. Nefesh is a life force, a, a driving force of life that man shares with an animal. And that's why behemoths are, the word nefesh applies to behemoth. And the Ramban, for instance, points out, animals have um, emotions, simple emotions. A dog can, can have affection, loyalty, anger. You, could, you can see a, a, a low level of emotion. And that belongs to a part of a person called nefesh. And that ought to be, or that is the domain 
of mental health professionals in whatever capacity you, you would like to call it, whatever you'd like to call it. And then there is Ruach, which is the place where a person has Bechira. The a, Ruach is something which is in flux. By definition, a wind can't be stationary. It's in flux by definition. The part of the person that has Bechira and is choosing moral right or wrong, that is the part of the person that's called Ruach. And, for, and that belongs to Torah, and it belongs to Torah professionals. Finally, Neshama is an input of good into a person, which we basically don't have in its full form as Manazer, but it's something, it's an input into a person's, into a person's mind, which is um, a good beyond this world of, of a different nature. So, again, we have four areas we can identify in a person. Guf affects a person's behavior, and that is medical profession. Nefesh affects a person's behavior, and that's mental health profession. Neshama, Ruach, is the person's moral um, ability to decide the realm that we would call free will, free choice, moral values, and that's the tchum, that's the tchum of Torah. And neshama is an influx of good in a person that's siyat beyond what we would consider even bechira and so on. Important to remember is that each one of these areas has its own professional. And just like a Rav cannot say on Yom Kippur whether a patient should fast or not, a Rav can say if he should fast based on what the doctor says. So if the doctor tells him there's a 5% of chance he'll die, the Rav has to make a lot of decision what to do. If the doctor says there's no chance he'll live, no chance he'll die, then the Rav makes a decision. But the factual, um, establishing the facts, that's the area of the doctor. The same thing to a more subtle degree is in the area of nefesh. A person whose functioning, his behavior is impaired, not because of moral indecisions, values, etc., but because of very strong layers of, of, of emotional stress of one kind or another, We'll have to deal with that first, and then, now, once you present the facts, you might say, a, a Rav might pass, given those facts, this is still right or wrong to do halachically. But it requires laying out facts. And, and, and then there is the area of moral values, right and wrong in a very, very absolute way, which is a Torah value. So, so understanding each person's place is very, role is very important. One more point about this that people get confused, and I think it's important to, to dispel this point. People say in Torah you have everything. It's true, except there's nobody who knows Torah at that level. Maybe the last person was the Vilna Goyen, or if you see them do the Baal Shem Tov, it's fine, but, but that's it. It's, no one has, no one can open up a Chumash and explain biology. Um, nobody can open up a Chumash and explain much of mental health. Our, our, our posterity, sometimes 
the Gemara uses an expression, had I not lifted up a cheres, you wouldn't have found a jewel. Sometimes scientists make a discovery and say, wow, that's what it said in the Torah. Correct. But the other way around, to say that somebody can sit and use the Torah or Gemara as a textbook for that, he's taking for himself um, the position occupied by nobody in our Doros. And therefore, the, the, the fact that a particular Rav may or may not know about biology doesn't make him less of a rough. But it means just this, the equation of, since Torah has everything, so it has all the biology of human beings, so if a doctor, so if a rub knows Torah, he knows everything about the biology of human being, is fallacious because there is no such rub, not today, not yesterday, maybe the Vulnikayan, and who knows how many in the Doros, you know, until we go back to Tanoim and Amirah. Those are points that I, I felt, as certainly as introduction, for some of the points made here, I'd like to put it down. Any any comments or questions about this, and then we can go with some of the other points. Uh, you, you want to call on? I, I don't know. I don't know who, who's on good behavior, who's bad behavior. <laughs> <laughs> who, who's paying dues and who not? Okay. okay. Charge, okay, fine. Well, whatever. I'm delegating to you. <laughs> There's, there's definitely overlap, and, and I don't know how you can even tease apart where the source of an issue is. So where does that leave us in terms of, you know, we separate, Rashiva separates professionals, but we deal a lot with people on the arm multiple layers. Correct. Right? So, so, then where do, so, 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 it, it, so it requires um, Rabbanim who have a sense of mental health, and mental health professionals have a sense of Torah. And yes, because a lot of times the inter, for instance, um, a, a, a child is, is misbehaving terribly, or an adult, and the question is, Part of, we're dealing with an iser, with something with behavior that is totally, totally unacceptable. On the other hand, there are mental health factors. They will have to work together. And yes, that, that is a trick. But understanding, I was speaking to somebody recently. I'll, I'll cover many facts. I don't think anybody would know them anyway. But this person is a rav of, of some sort, young. And this person is bright and many qualities. This person is a Rebbe somewhere and he's doing cold of Asa. Not in his classroom, not abuse, not sexual abuse, but he's living what they call in, in, in Yedzhah Shatak. And his description, you know, he does cold of Asa and he walks in class and that. And this person was speaking to me. I, I mean, he, he got to me tangentially and, and he's, so he's done tshuva, man, tshuva, tshuva. I told him, you're barking up the wrong tree. You're the, your behavior is addictive. You've been in this for 15 years, gambling and womanizing. The question is not, did you say Yalav Yavar this morning? You have something you cannot deal with. I said, you first have to deal with what got you to where you got, how to undo the mechanism, how to replace the mechanism, because you've got nothing else in your life giving you any, any pleasure. And then, once we're settled on, on, on bedrock, we can deal with the next stage. Yes, there's a... But understand that to, to the least, you know, me or Tcholti, that's what I told him. I said, we're going to need to find somebody that can deal with this part of it, and then we have to do this part. Don't confuse the two. This is not a true issue anymore. This is a mental health issue at this point. 
And there will be a lot of times it will be complex. <laughs> you know, yes. Could, could you maybe just identify yourself if it's not an answer? I found that there's really a dearth of effective marriage counseling out there in the field of psychology. There are a few well-known, yeah. but for the most part, there really isn't enough effective marriage counseling. I wonder if people are thinking about that. But, and I found that just using what I, as a little base Apple graduate, understand from the Torah has so much wisdom and so much clarity in terms of um, marriage counseling, and I find that when I tell my clients some of the things that I have learned or studied from Yiddishkeit, I find that it, it is, they, they're gaining, you know, they're really gaining from it. So I'm wondering if that applies to, to met where, where you have couples counseling and psychology really doesn't have great uh, solutions for us. And if we use the Torah, you know, so 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 let me let me you are sitting and working with people you are sitting and getting feedback and an intuitive sense of a field and you also learn torah so in a certain sense it's the same process i described the 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 reality is sort of you know you're seeing things and then you're able to identify it but if, imagine somebody who never dealt with couple counseling, never even dealt with serious, and someone come and ask him, and he would give a Torah answer, he would probably be off mark because he doesn't understand the problem. It's what, the, 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 the process that does work is when you look and you say, you know, they need to be able to understand X, Y, Z, say, wow, but that's what the Torah said. That's perfectly legitimate. But somebody who doesn't, is not in the field, in the field meaning experiencing it, dealing with it, getting feedback, seeing what works, what doesn't work, and that picture, I, I don't believe that, that that person can 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 be very effective. There's an expression the Gemara says, it, 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 the Gemara uses in the following context. Somebody said a halacha, and they said, well, that's a Mishnah, because if you think about it, that's what Mishnah is saying. And he got angry at him and he said, had I not picked up the rack, you wouldn't have discovered the diamond underneath it. So you're dealing with people and you see that, and all of a sudden, the Pasik, the Rashi, whatever it is, does in mind. But that's a process because you're dealing in two worlds together. Yes? Where, where does all the Musr and human insight, the human insight part of Tyre, which is the Makshava, which is bordering between Nefesh and Ruach, so where does that come in? Because a lot of insight is directing, discussing human emotion, motivation, and, and meeting human needs. And where would that fall? And I think there's a tax with confusion with the mashkiach, not necessarily the rub, but the mashkiach is becoming a therapist. So ideally, the is, so let's go to, let's deal a second with the ruach part. So here I'm dealing with somebody, and Revolba actually writes, Revolba was interestingly enough a big balmusa. He also was about tshuva, even though they, they sort of played it down. I mean, about tshuva, the real thing. He was fry until he was 20 years old. He, his father was reformed. He studied university. And psychology was a field he's very into. He then became Ruch as a Talmud and was awed by, by, by his presence. But he does, and, and, and he has in his second volume about Vadim, he does have one chapter on this, and he says basically... If you're lacking in Surah's Adam, then please don't start working on Musa. 
if a person has a serious anger management problem, it's not working on kas. It's kas and it's... Musa comes in the following. Musa is to take a normal human being and make him to something better. So, so if, for instance, let's say somebody did something wrong and you're able to rise above anger that's justified and you're able to rise ab- above jealousy that's justified because something higher, that's the stage at which a mashkiach figure, a figure, is supposed to be at his best. Now, there were Rabbanim like the Chazanish who had keen medical insight in, in two areas specifically. Chazanish, anatomy was his forte. And I think, and then whoever, I know for those who are familiar with learning, he was able to see something from all sides. That's why the, 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 the stories about the Chazanish in medical area focused around surgery, planned surgeries, how to do it, and so on, because he, he, had a, he had a tremendous sense that was specific to him, and a sense of the psychology of the doctors. What do they mean? What do they want? Who has some self-interest? Those are the two areas that he's known for. No one has those stories about the Briskarov. Briskarov is not even smaller than Chaznish. It, it didn't take away from it. So in, in the world of Mashkichim, you have people that are just good at guiding you from the normal to the above normal, to the Atavachartanu part, the, which we call the Ruach part. And there were some that that same type of insight allowed them to extrapolate to the Nefesh part. There's always, it, it, whenever you go out of your zone, you always have to be doubly sure that you really know what you're dealing with. I mean, both um, mental health professionals are abundant share a common challenge. People come to you in difficult circumstances and they trust you way beyond um, what a human being should be trusted with. That's, that is, you, you know, a person, when a person needs to say, I'm not thinking straight, I, I'm not making right decisions, I'm giving over my decision-making process to somebody. It, that's, it's, it's, a, it's an extraordinary change. It's like when you have somebody, you know, needs to fix your computer and, you, he te- you know, you tell him the password, he's sitting someplace else and he's playing around with your computer. It's very scary to watch. But, but that level of trust is extraordinary in terms of what it can do and extraordinary how destructive. All the stories you hear, the difficult stories, are based on that. So, so a, a Rav needs to be able to say to himself, Ad Khan. This is um, my profession. This is what I think I have a feel for, and gingerly I think I can manage this. This is out of my area, and whatever opinions I have, I keep to myself, and I, and I send you off to somebody else. My, my role as a Rav is to find a person that I've seen succeeded and, and help you make that decision. Sure, yeah, we've, yeah. Um, much as again, she position, but two, two scenarios. Someone comes to me and says, I finally had enough courage to eat a cheeseburger and to find some abusive father and beat me up and to go to show Someone comes and says, he wants me to applaud the fact that he was finally overcoming his social anxiety to join the Shmuzi for a career satire. Um, does this fit into the... It does. And, 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 and let me, you know... Did I get a question? Did you repeat what? it? I, 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 you want to repeat it? The question was someone who, uh, who described to a therapist that he was finally able to overcome his social anxiety and uh, schmooze during Kriya Satera. So I guess how does that, how does that fit 
fitted with this model of the... Uh, or, or cheeseburger. <laughs> All right. So, okay, so, so this segues to another question. When you, as a professional, and, you know, a mental health a, a worldview, Veltashang would have one approach, and you, as a Frumayid, would have another approach. So, so let's move it into neutral ground. And let's, and let's get a sense of how you deal with it. Imagine as a mental health person, you're dealing with somebody whose father's beat him up terribly. He's become meek, unassertive, um, you know, can't, you know, he's, he's, he's reacted by becoming basically totally inept and, and so on. And then he comes and says, you know, I finally got out my courage. I stole a few thousand dollars out of my, my father's pocket. And if he comes after me, I'm going to kill him. I finally have that courage. Thank you. So, the, um, the first thing is to bill him for whatever he hasn't paid up until now. That, that, I think that would be the first thing. So, in, in a normal... And I would, I would think it also true in, in a Torah way. You tell the person... And this is a position that I do a lot of times. We have people who've gotten courage together. You say, okay, it, it, Baruch Hashem, you finally have the courage to do now, what do you really want to do? And how much do you really want to live your life to spit in somebody's face? Why don't you decide if your father wouldn't be here, what would you be doing? In other words, um, you, 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 what you're trying to do is um, pat the person on the back for his quote-unquote courage and say, okay, but now that you're free to choose, how are we going to choose what's right and what's wrong? The delicate part here is, and this is a professional issue, how much um, can we allow our Torah shkafa, um, and, you know, to, to work there with mental health? At worst case scenario, a person has an obligation to say, I cannot help you from this point onwards. You can dress it up and say, I'm afraid that I'm too biased for my opinion, I wouldn't be the right person, and, and you know, and, and slip out. It, it halakhically, to be missile of our vera is sir. But in that situation, you can say, you know, I hear your anger, and, I, and it must be feel liberating to be that way. And now that you have that courage, let's ask ourselves, what do we want to do with it? Why, a cheeseburger doesn't taste that great, so it's really because you want to feel empowered. You'd need to be able to segue whatever he did into something constructive, not different than the guy who had enough courage to steal a few thousand dollars from his father and, and, and is willing to kill him. Yeah? I mean, so a follow-up question? I, I, I was thinking that, that psychology would say this, I don't know. So, 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 your values in, in the system, and the guy says, I'm not going to tell me how to use my anger, and I like cheeseburgers, and you're imposing your religion on me. So, so, we also, listen, we impose our religion on our children, because we think it's right. The idea that there's no right and wrongs, this is an area, and I guess we can talk about psychology a minute. Psychology, like you all know much better than me, is really a mixture of a lot of things. It's facts, that ha data that has been collected. It is reasonable theories, very specific ones. It is more general theories about human behavior. And there's a value system no matter what. Because if somebody comes to me and says that I'm the third reincarnation of, of, of Jesus, Muhammad, or, you know, or, 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 or name it, whoever you want, 
So it used to be thought, this is terrible, this guy is a raving machine, we have to make it normal. The philosopher says, who cares? He's not hurting anybody, he's not hurting himself, so what's the problem? That's already a value judgment. We as from Yidin don't buy into the value judgment. So just like if somebody is a, became a thief, um, many, most, you know, to, to, to feel that you can just pat him on his back and say, wonderful, and because we recognize, almost every normal person recognizes that students be wrong, we would have to find a way to, to, to say it. We're from a union at the end of the day. And that piece of psychology is where, is, is where they've got to move away, not us. Yeah. So Yoshida's discussing really the, the, uh, the um, therapist whose realm is uh, based on demarcation. Uh, yes. Nefesh, you know, entering into Ruach territory and the question is, you know, from a professional standpoint. Chris, uh, more from a terrorist standpoint, does Yoshida feel the therapist has, has a right to go there or what factors they need, you know, to, uh, they're obviously not trained in, in Rabbanu, so to be a mashkiach, can one trust their own knowledge, clinical intuition to, to dabble in areas of ruach, morality, to quote resources that they need? You know, what, what, if, what variables would go into that to, that's uh, not their training. Right. So, um, let's take it on a technical level, for instance, how to memorize information. So, if, I, I will, let me give you some tips on how to learn more effectively, efficiently, and memorize better. Um, let me f- give you some tips on how to get along with people, how to recognize what people want from you. So for instance, a person who's socially inept and doesn't get clues, or a person who's always on people's nerves and vice versa. So the Ben Al-Mahavero dictates that you help him find the right, the right way of, of interacting with people. Using Divrei Torah, in a general way, Yes, it's nice, but a person needs to stop short of... I'm weary when you constantly start using psukim, because psukim can be used in many ways, and I'm I'm much more comfortable with somebody whose approach is factual and and sort of secular than a person who's who's selling me that this is Torah. And that's why I'm weary, because secular things are supposed to be based on fact, Proving uh, um, repeatable experimentation, etc. Um, Torah is interpretation, and that's why I, I, I'm a little more wary. I'd rather deal with something that's secular and professional than something that's Hamish. That's my personal sense of it. So it's nice, again, when you find things. Someone told me this person is a therapist in Lakewood, he deals with OCD problems, and he's been collecting Chazal, and he, and he shared them with me, and I thought it was amazing. You know, one of the issues of OCD is, you know, from OCD, is how do you distinguish between a brisk machmir and an OCD who needs help? You know, some people don't, but 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 in, 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 in as, assuming assuming that it is how is he? And and this person said this person deals with it a lot, and he's very I I I've known him personal level. He's very very you know he's a bardas, and he said there are, there are two missionists with the following statement. There's a question, a person, a person has put out his chametz. After because chametz is in a corner, does he have to worry that a cat came and took it over to the other place? You know, there's always, 
So the Mishnah says no. Sheim kain ein ledava sof, because then there's no end to it. So 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 you'll never finish because chametz, because there's always. Uh, it says a congodal is supposed to prepare. You know, supposed to, supposed to have a wife to prepare another another wife in case the wife dies, and and the Mishnah says ein ledava sof. So he said, any behavior that can't define a stopping point is OCD. Halacha does not want behavior that is ein ledava sof. So if you clearly define I'm being chayshish for Ram Shita and therefore I'm doing this and this, it's clearly defined. So that that chumer may be coming from a good place, not, but it's 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 a, it's a valid halachumer. But if a person is constantly, he's just never sure if his guf is nucky, if he's never sure if this is or that. If you if there's no clear stopping place where it's a very clear yes, this is a goal that I've attained. It belongs to a different realm and it's not halacha. That I thought was a very insightful point, um, but again, the, 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 you, you've got to be very careful, and that's why I, I tend to have personally re- reluctance. You know, when when you automatically try to match up things. But if the person is coming in defined with skepticism on the mental health profession, and one is using terror just to uh, make them feel comfortable and and. Uh, um, Build trust. Really build trust and show that that some of these ideas are rooted in terror. She feel the same way that his, you know. I would say maybe the vocabulary. In other words, when you use for somebody who's not, you know, it's, he's not in that world, and you use very secular terms, some people are kind of like you said, frightened, turned off by it. If you couch it in terms, um, you know, that are more easy to the person, it's his language. That, that I think would, would be helpful. And just weary because what do you do? He'll come back with a different shot that he found a different safer. You know, ain't the double safe. You know, it's, you know, there's a very lot from every Rebbe and, and there's, and, 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 you know, and so on and so forth. So I, I, would, I would like him to understand some different turf, but at least make the turf, you know, it's like Lahavdal. Not Lahavdal, exactly the same way. In, in pediatric hospitals, the rooms don't look like hospital rooms, they look like, Kindergarten rooms, you know, that's the you know because you want the kid to f- it, it, it's you know to feel something familiar about the surroundings. So you don't replace the ventilator with 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 a, with an xylophone or something, but 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 the paintings on the wall and the trappings are kindergarten trappings. So it is you know especially and that's why if you have, if you're a therapist who is looks Hamish, if you th- if you if you throw in Yiddish words, if if your demeanor is I got to catch Mincha soon. It makes the person feel comfortable. Um, for women, we'll figure out something else. You'll tell them the chala, the, the something or the left. Or, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something else out. Yes. Could you just? Maybe uh, uh, 
a missed room cutting wise, to, to put it in a general way, depending on where they are, if they felt like you're with them and you're not judging, then there's room to subtly maybe bring something in as long as you, they don't feel like you've lost Correct, correct, correct. And so, so in as much as it's, it, it's making, and I would like to do it with the, with the trappings, how you look, the, the words you drop, the, the things you do, you know, to take him to. Yes. I'm sorry. What's your name? Yeah. Now the question we're dealing with a real human situation. Here you have a balabas whose Rav is telling him X and you 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 think it's off mark. So the question really is why they're coming it, 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 you do not want to, to in order to be successful, you cannot um, wedge yourself between him and his Rav. Besides the halachic you know, besides that area, it also is the problem of it'll be highly effective and probably exacerbate the problem, one direction or the other. It takes some diplomacy to, to explain that the Rav is right, but we, I will help you techniques that will get you to doing what's right. It, it needs a lot, a lot of diplomacy. And it really depends how aggressive the Rav personality is, how much he takes issue with the effects on the cutting. The worst case scenario, obviously, is when you have a husband and a wife, and one is going to the Rav, and one is going to the professional. <laughs> Lord help you. <laughs> I, could, I could just be a spell. What about the person who doesn't really care what the Rav says? I am in mental anguish. The so so that person is not speaking to the Rav. No. And in one person, I had a story of Purim uh, many years ago. 
I, I used to commute back from Eretz Yisrael until my family moved, and there was a boy there in Eretz Yisrael who had come from my area, very driven to succeed, wasn't succeeding, but driving himself crazy, and one point he was drunk, and he asked me, I wasn't quite firm enough for him, he had become, he had moved way to the right, but whatever, we friendly, and he came, Purim was high, and he said, is it not true a person can be anything he wants? A person wants to be a villain guy, he can be a villain guy. I said, I don't believe it's true. He says, what do you mean? Everybody says, I said, true, but I don't know where that ever says. It doesn't say, it's, every person can be perfect. Perfect means 100% of yourself, you, you've used right. But that a person can pick somebody and say that, that I could be like him, it doesn't say any place. And I, I don't believe it's true. So he got very upset and he says, who are you? I should listen to you. So I told him because you asked me and you knew what the answer would be. And, and, and he turned, he like was stunned, even drunk. He knew, what, he, I said, you know, I, I'm not your favorite gobble. And you know darn well why you asked me that question. And, and, and it's, it's interesting. Many years later, he's, got, he's come to senses. But, but it was a long and hard process. I'm, I'm serious. He, he was a person with a lot of fire, and a lot of fury. And things, you know, Baruch Hashem, it, 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 those are really rough situations. That's why working, the ideal is, and, and one of the things I would, I would like to propose, and I know that somebody in, in YU told me he's working on it, and he's done it. I don't, I don't know, I mean, if Rabbanim were, were able to take a seminar, you know, like a, 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 a few days, a few weeks, it, it would have to be in a situation where they would go off on a tree or something. I know many, and many Rabbanim will not touch it, that's fine, but if you build a cadre of young Rabbanim where you get, you know, a week's course in identifying this, this, and this, understanding, the, the, the goal of it is not to become, you're not going to, but understand, just like when you're paskening child's in your kippah, you want to understand sugar level, you want to understand, um, you know, kidney function, liver function, you want to understand so when a doctor says this and this, you know what is being said. I believe it's something, and it has gone delicately, there's a lot of resistance, and I, I believe I understand it. I understand the, the, the clash, the potential clash. But I think if Rabbanim were given the, ch- the chance to learn and understand the vocabulary, the general ideas of of personality disorders, the idea of, of, of communication, at least just the, the, the thing. I, I think that that would be a, a, great, a, a great help, especially if you, if you show the cases. You, and people, if the environment is, is, is right and the people presenting it are coming, you know, I'm one of you instead of I'm teaching you ignorant heathens, you know, how to do things, I think it, it would be a tell us, lot, lot. Yes, what's your name, sir? No, whoever, no, she, she. Um, I want to thank the Rosh Yeshiva. I need clarity. We all do, we all do. I was going to say, am I uh, an American Jew or a Jewish American? Am I a Jewish therapist or a therapist who's Jewish? Um, we can talk all night, but um, if we're not allowed to be Messiah, let's be a And with the winds of society and alternative lifestyles blowing the way they are, I see people in the listservs grappling with it too. What are things that are clearly not in our realm because we are Jewish therapists? And honestly speaking, not only does the client have the four levels, but as therapists we do too. And I don't see how I could bring my best to the client if I'm not me. Um, most of the research has shown that the effectiveness of treatment 
has much less to do with the kind of treatment than the Kesha between right. the, than the relationship itself. And if I'm closing off very vital, integral parts of myself, first of all, I'm, I'm not who I could be or I should be, even in the room. And I think, you know, the, the gray areas we can discuss, you know, forever, but what is the area where we need to hear that we, with all the respect to our profession, are not allowed to touch? So, um, I would say something that the purpose is to validate something wrong is going to be usser. In other words, let's take something like, you know, with the you know, gay, gay lifestyle and so on. You can help a person um, cope with life, but it, it, you, you, at the end of the day, um, it cannot... It, Nothing about what you say can validate it. Um, you can say a person you need to be honest with yourself. You need to understand yourself. And, and, and the tricky part here is because if you're sitting in a room with a professional shingle, you've got restrictions in far as the profession goes. And that's why on that level, you, you may just have to say, you know, and, and the best excuse is to use, I've got a lot of my own sense of things and I don't think I'm person can help you. But let's say you're dealing with helping a person. Let's, let's put it not in the profession, but you know somebody's struggling. You can say, listen, I can help you work towards what's good and what's right. Understand yourself. Nothing that you are is bad. It's only what we make of it, which is true by all stands. But you, if, if you feel that at the end of it, you are helping a person become a Chal Shabbos. Let, let's take an example. Somebody is brought, it was brought up in a from home that was very abusive, very, very restrictive, very, very tyrannical, and he wants to rebel. So to tell him, I'll help liberate you it, as such, and, and Bez Hashem, when we get through, you could be Chal want. You it's not, we can't do it, and you won't be able to do it with, with a full heart either. What you can say is, you know, once we learn how to be ourselves and free, you'll be able to make some real choices and you'll be surprised at yourself some of the choices you'll make, something along those lines, which I think is the right way to deal with these things. But, uh, you know, it, it, I, you know, each, each case, you need, you need to ask somebody who understands roughly the situation and can, and can say, this is a case that you can't touch or, or you can't. You know, they're, they're not always clear-cut answers. I mean, it's, I'll tell you some of the worst cases are, I think, we have parents that log ahead with children, and you think, and, and you, this, you, 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 this child might need to break with his parents, totally. Those are, those are really, you know, there you're walking on a real tightrope. Some of the other ones, it's easier to identify the isser, easier to identify um, the problem, and sometimes you can you can walk a delicate line, if you can, you know. I, you know, I, I have to believe that. I do believe that. It's just, yes. Just what? to clarify a point there. So, Rashida said, let's say in this case where the client is struggling with issues of sexuality. Um, so obviously, we're not pushing them in that direction. That we can say about our but if we are are aware, if we know, would prove. Well, with certainty that by us giving them their sense of self and the courage, that's going to lead directly to 
decisions that are connected to Torah is that one step removed from being Sayel Zaravera, which would, would allow us to do our work. I, I'm, not, not, I'm not sure correctly, because I think that it's one step towards being able to make good decisions. As long as a person is being run by something he has no control over, he's not making any decisions. And whatever comes automatically will usually not be good. But if you help a person understand himself that, that, that be, being free to make your own decisions is the first step towards struggling with decisions, and the real, everyone, it, 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 the next, the only way you could be a bocher betov is if you're a bocher. If you, if you feel that way, and I do believe it's true, um, then it's not a Messiah of and and, 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 and yes, these are, it, it, they're, they're very, they're very, very difficult, Shilas. A lot of them depend each one on each nuance case. But I don't believe we have, a, we can't be too from either. Because mo- many people will be helped only when they realize it. They don't have to do what their parents are, are telling them to do. They don't have to do it. But then they're only then they can actually make good decisions. Um, you know, but it's a process. I, in Chinuch, I, I know. You know, I, I deal with. You know, sometimes we have kids who come to us in yeshiva, especially Israeli American kids who were forced into a system that was not for them at, at, the, at an age that was not appropriate and, and, and they, they're rebellious and sometimes you, you give a lot of leash and then you sit down in person and say okay, tell me what you want in life tell me what it is that your, your values, your ideals I want to help you fulfill them you know, at a certain age you know, if, if they're semi-adults at the 18, 19, 20 you, you get some extremely good results one boy told me there was one boy I encouraged to leave full-time yeshiva and to take a job. I just felt it's the right thing for him. And I said, feel free to be part of yeshiva. You're part of yeshiva. But you're not eating and sleeping off the yeshiva. You're eating of your own. And this person actually does a lot better. A lot, lot better in every way. And I, a, few, a few weeks ago, I said to him, so how are things going? He said, you know, I'm doing everything I did, but I'm doing because I want to do it because I know it's right. And, and the person was profoundly changed. Um, you know, he, he, he took his responsibility for his life. He, it, 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 made, it empowered him, and, and it empowered him to do right. So I do think the step of helping a person understand himself and freeing himself from, 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 from external um, pressures that add nothing to him um, is helpful. But your, your end goal has to be that you know, he, he, he goes towards right. Yes. I only see it by Skype, yeah. <laughs> so I know, actually, I, I called a shoot about this a few months ago. A lot of the therapy methods are, like, based on almost quasi-religious concepts. So I put the Shiva when I did IFS about the concept of self. And DBT, they call the wise mind. So here it's kind of mixing between the Ruach, between the ruach and the... Uh, and the nefesh, where we're building ourselves all the kind of vice of Toshiro, she was talking about the neshama and the salva and the right. Paris. So that's a case where it's kind of overlapping and it's kind of part of therapy because a lot of therapies build off that, off that kayak part. So she was making a very big distinction between ruach and nefesh, but here's kind of a mix where we're going to the ruach almost, we're basically going to the ruach, we're going to the neshama to build to the, to build to the nefesh. So how do we separate it on a special level and 
is it okay to bring that in? For example, I, I asked Rashi for myself, I'll stop off spin up sort of, but even just to bring it into client and say, yes, you have the shaman, you can build up the shaman to, and to use that concept in, in therapy. Well, the truth is, even at the nefesh level, you can build. Um, the nefesh level includes basic, healthy, emotional sense of things. Um, we can use our higher self, our choosing self, to put those blocks into place. But what we're doing is, we're working. So there's a self, listen, when I, tell to, when I come to the doctor and I say I'm not feeling well, I'm not talking about existential philosophy. I'm talking about a stomachache. And, and, and that's fine. And that's the I. When I'm at the doctor's office, uh, at least the, 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 the internist, the I is, is my heart, my lungs, and my kishkas. That's the I. When I'm in a therapist's office, the I is the basic sense of emotional one-being. When I'm sitting in base medish, the I is the neshama that's a chel gal So uh, using it in, in its context, I think, is appropriate. Um, because there is that self. You know, there, there is the sense of self that a child has, which is how much love, respect, hurt, humiliation, and things like that. But again, I, in a lot of these therapies, the idea is that there's a pure place. Like I put the sheep in that. Like the idea of I invest is that there's a place that's always confident, that's always calm, and have all their ATs that they have, but a very strong place. And I, I noticed you identified that in the shop when I spoke to him. I like, but, but I think when you deal when you're dealing with a client, you can, you can talk about Akash Baruch who created, it says, Kim Baris Adam Yosher, Vehemo Biksha Cheshvonos Harbei. You can say that is true. Listen, a normal child um, is born just like a normal body is healthy, with some exceptions, but a normal body is healthy, and it's, it's, it's our donuts that mess it up usually, or whatever it is that we do, we do or don't do, or the disease. A, a normal a, a person's emotional sense is supposed to be well. Um, it, it may have been different areas that, that distorted it and, and caused it to, 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 to become very distorted and, and, and stressed and pain. So I, I, there's nothing wrong if you translate it. And, and you're talking about the, that level. That level is bedrock. You cannot build anything up. And there's nothing wrong with, with talking about the self of of the of the of the nefesh, it's true that the real 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 self is there. But we're dealing with this, and this is the, just like a doctor says. The Rambam in Hilchas Deus has a parik about physical health, and I once heard from my Rebbe Moshe Shapiro. He asked, "Why did the Rambam insert it there?" So you know, it's good advice. I mean, you know, in, in, in based on these, but why? And the Rambam starts by saying, "Since you can't be over Hashem when the body is sick, therefore I'm giving you advice." So he, gave, he added a, a twist to it that was extremely, really a, a fine thing. Uh, let's say a, somebody whose, whose foot is, is broken can't walk, obviously. But someone who has physical pain, his mind automatically jumps to self, and he's not interested in God of Odesh Hashem. Whenever you have hurt in the body, illness, your, 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 your mind wraps itself around itself. So the Rambam is not talking only about, well, obviously, if, if, if you're dead, you're not going to be over Hashem. If, if, you know, if, if your hand is broken, you can put on film. The Rambam is talking about the psychological effect of having the, the, the um, uh, of being ill. It, 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 becomes, it, it becomes all-consuming. So it's perfectly appropriate to speak about it, and this is the world you're dealing with. Yes, what's your name? Sorry. Hanif Kron. 
coming from the opposite side of the question, where I'm born and bred, whatever, uh, I've been in Lakewood Yeshiva, I've been in Kodal for many years, and I'm dealing with from people coming out of, you know, especially a lot of terror comes into the conversation, especially with OCD, of course, on a professional, you know, with right. Um Coming from that end, and workshop I think is going well, is there anything that I should not be talking about as a therapist? Give me some examples that you that you have a minus, like uh, as, I, as I know what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, well, the OCD question, Bechira. There's a big question that keeps on coming up. What does it mean? Call up a nifla, make the pasuk, make the pasuk shachaveri. You know, how's their hope in El Rabba? If everyone's going to be burned somehow, um, different like Musar Shailas that come up. So I would say Olam Haba is not Yotchum. You know, it's somebody once said, Rabbi Yankel Galinsky was a very a big lesson. He was very humorous. So he once said that he was sitting at a, at a bar mitzvah in Bnei Brak, and there was a big mitzvah, a lot of rabbanim. And Dr. Rothschild, who was a tzaddik, Ador, walked in, and they immediately shoot off one of the rabbanim and gave him a seat up front. So he was very, very upset. Then he got up and he said, you know, the host did right. Because it says that a rav... Is more, that if you have your, a lost object of yours versus a lost object of your father's, you first return the lost object of your Rav, your Rebbe, because your father gave you life, brought you life in this world, and your Rebbe brings you life in the world to come. So he said, so that's the reason why we should mechabit a Rav, Rebbe, more than anybody else. But today's doctors also help bring you to Olam Haba. So, so that's why it's appropriate to respect. I was like, you know, there's a, you know in, in Hebrew, it's, it sounded cute. I don't think you should concern yourself. You should tell them, and, and this person that I was telling you about that had told me that he's into this, so what Hashem wants, I said, I don't know. Hashem wants you to roll up your sleeves and do what it takes to get better. How he runs his shop and, and, and what's his chan, what's the oinish, how do he says his death? Really, it's none of our business. And I really couldn't care less. I said it's great when we're sitting, not Lamaisa, but and we talk about understanding the idea. Right now, w- 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 all of that conversation will take you away from it. And, and I think that's something to keep on. Um, Rev. Leib Steyman, I just, I'll, it's, this is a bit of an aside story, but I think it's very apropos. Rev. Leib Steyman, as big as a tzaddik he was, not as big because he was a big tzaddik, the one thing he hated more than anything else was nonsense. And from a nonsense was worse than regular nonsense. <laughs> so he was once sitting, and a couple came to him. They had gotten a little bit of money in, and the, um, and the wife, they, they wanted to paint the house, paint, you know, do some basic whatever needed to do. But then she reminded herself of the medrash that says that, you know, this woman asked for, for, for money and a golden leg came down and then they had a dream that the table is missing a golden leg in Om Haba. So she's very concerned. Will this money mean we're missing the golden leg in Om Haba? He said, amazing, he said. A 95-year-old man is sitting here trembling of the Gehenim he's about to get. And Baruch Hashem, the couples today worried about the golden legs on the table going to eat. You know, he, he, he didn't like the, 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 the you know, the, the, the... I think people just say, listen, HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows what he's doing. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is fair and he's emis. That's, we know. And that's a given and we can be confident of that. He's, you know, Ikela Muna and, 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 and that's it. What we need to do, let me tell you how to roll up the sleeves and do it. 
and any other talk is distraction. I think that's that. Uh, I, I would stay away from philosophical questions. Sure yeah, please. Um, when the, let's say this person is specifically asking, he said he feels he lost his hero because of you know things became very easy for him, and he's OCDing about that. And I tell him it's total nonsense. It's OCD thinking when I going to go there, but he just keeps on going. He said, "How do you know?" So maybe it's just a trap. But I want to bring in a little hashkafa. Like we know this. Like, you know, we know that there's no such thing as losing, losing Bahira unless you're pyro. You know? I, I, but you know what? Arguing, <laughs> arguing from Medrashim. <laughs> what? <laughs> right, right. He's, he could be. I, I think. I think if you if you if you tell a person, if you tell a person, um, if you tell a person, listen. If, if I can tell you the facts. The facts are that people in your situation have been able to turn their lives around. So, so I, you know, I don't know, you, you, maybe you know what's in Shemayim. I know what's in Oretz. I've, I've met many people like you. I've seen them. I've, I've read about it. What you can do is get back your Bechira. And, and I'm dealing with the facts of it, not, not, not the, the, the fantasy of it. I think, to, I think you need... So just going back to the, the, the separate levels and the separate roles, so one could conceive, I suppose, you know, there's a, there's a shita that, that any moral failure is, at its essence, a, a mental health issue. That, that to do wrong is, indicates some kind of sorrow in mental health. So I, I would beg to differ on that very strongly, and I'll explain to you why. And I don't want to go into philosophy as such. <laughs> in a but let me... Let me um, I, and I want to spend a few minutes to help understand, to me, one of the most compelling, I don't like the word arguments or proofs, one of the most compelling thought process about Ruchnis is as follows. When we speak about good and bad, so definition one is um, a, a personal sensation. Chocolate cake, I find to be extremely good. Vanilla, not. Um, you would think differently, you would think differently, you would think differently. And all I'm saying is my taste buds are delighted with this. So the, 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 when I say that this is good or nice, I, I find this to be nice uh, decorations. Some people don't find nice decorations. Those are individual. <coughs> They're expressing a personal sensation experience. There's good and bad that's objective. For instance, the quickest way to get from here to Flatbush, you can sit and, and, and have different arguments. We take out the ways. Machria, the Das Torah of ways, says the quickest way is to go through Manhattan. So, okay, so, 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 so that's what the GPS used to do. So, 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 so that's an objective fact, and we understand that. If I come along and I tell somebody, um, you, the best career that you can choose is being a doctor. So what I mean to say is, you have A, an affinity for X, Y, and Z, the, the thing you'll be best at that will give you the most earnings, this and this, then it takes on meaning. In, so, so we have personal experience, which is subjective and real, it's, it's personal. We have efficiency um, to get from point A to point B, that's objective and also real. When someone comes along and says stealing is bad, so when something says bad for society, yeah, but so is, is, is going in an airplane. No, we see it's criminal. The word criminal, evil. The word evil. 
Honestly speaking, even the biggest atheist, unless he's a psychopath, has a strong sense of it. And there is no way to translate that sense into one or the other two. Psychology should be dealing with the second category or the first. In other words, a person who has unnatural pressures on him, stresses, whether they're by parents, society, and uh, mixing up the goals that he could possibly attain, all that, is, is, is a person who is not going to be functioning efficiently and is a person who will be suffering. So we come along and say, listen, you have a fantasy to be a great football player, um, that's, that's, you'll never be one, and therefore you never realize happiness and so forth. When I come along and tell you that stealing is evil, and I, I, give, I give a muscle, and I think it's, I don't, I particularly have, I, I, I particularly scared of heights. You know, not, not, I don't mind a high floor, but standing on a ladder doesn't make me feel good. So Baruch Hashem, I have a supply of Bachem that always change the light bulbs, and I, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen in my life a lot. If somebody would come along on a Sunday afternoon and say, you know, you're not doing much anyway, I'll, I'll give you a three-hour session on how to scale heights and you'll be able to shinny up a pole with no problems. I would be, I, you know, I'd ask him if he takes insurance and if he says yes, I, I, I'd, I'd be pretty happy to do it. Let's say a guy asks me, you know, how come you, you pay all your taxes like a little tatala? How come you don't, you don't just, you can, you can this and that? I know, I said, I do it that way. I said, you know what, it's a hang-up. I can give you a three-hour session, and, and, and you'll, be, you'll be declaring $1,000 a year earnings. Even a, an atheist, if he's a good, decent person, so let's not taxes, but let's say, you know, something that everyone considers criminal, we would, we, you wouldn't do it. Why? It's another value that is not in the system, it's from outside the system. The conscience we have is a feeler, for values that are not of the, this world. And when some counselor says it's not good for society when you take and give bribes. The honest truth, I don't care that much about society. Yes, it's nice society is running well, but if I can make a few million dollars, I don't, I don't so much care about society. The answer is, but I feel evil and good and noble. It's sacrificing somebody, courage, all the positive values comes from somewhere else. So... I don't think that's true. It's uh, uh, the, the reason why immoral failures means it doesn't correspond to something outside this world which affects us. A person who steals, it's not, I once read a lawyer said, a white collar crimes punishment is on the witness stand, not in jail. When this person was considered to be uh, Mr. Mr. Good himself, sits on a witness stand and he's shown up for the years, he's dead. It, it destroys people more than the jail sentence. Jail sentence is already achamaisa. So, so that is one area that can that can have an effect on a person. But it's very different than than basic mental health, which is internal functioning. You know, if if we try to attain goals that are not achievable for us, what we'll do is keep on intensifying our suffering. So, I do think that demarcation is important. I think there's a very good difference yeah that when you could you could frame every violation of a Torah value if you have that Torah value and you're violating it's a melted illness because why you why are you acting out against your value so I, I, well it depends how you, how you well but, but not really because I, I, it depends how you define mentalness 
I mean, there are values. When somebody cuts corners and paying taxes, call that mental illness. It's 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 you know it's a different tchum, and and I'd like to keep those tchum in my pot. Please. So, so let's say you have, for example, a person engaging in some kind of bad behavior, it's kind of there, and you know, like most of us walking this planet, may have have issues. Yeah. Right? So, but they're not extreme, right? If they're extreme, this person was probably abused. So of course, you know, you understand that the era is somewhat related to the horrible experience, but right. normal, you know, difficulties. So. Is this person suffering from their difficulties that it will then free them from the Avera? Or are they just someone who needs to be told stop to be in the Avera? That depends on the situation. Yes, please. Uh, please. Okay, yes. So what is the, the Ruach? Is that part of the Ruach? Here's the exact same question. Of what is causing that? How do we see that? And how, as from therapists, do we make the dichotomy that maybe we shouldn't? Just, just so, so, so let's take, let's take a, um, a, an example. So again, we'll touch on... So imagine somebody is, is complaining of having improper yuhurim. He's gotten into a particular affair with somebody that he shouldn't. So, so that would fall under a category of Avera, Ruachstus, etc., etc. But a person has been womanizing for years. A person is, is, is out of control. So at some point, it, it, it becomes um, a, a mental health issue because it's addictive behavior. And, and you know, it's like eating. Sometimes it's easy to tell, you know, a, a person who, who, who's overeating by a few donuts a year and he's putting down two, three pounds a year, we wouldn't call it a mental health issue, but we would give him counseling on techniques, how to, how to move away. But a person who can't, who hasn't seen a kiddish that he hasn't liked, and, and, is, and is, you know, and, and, he's, and, and he's really, you know, there's something a lot more than, than, than he's, he, he, something has become twisted, and, and, now, and now we have to deal with it as a mental health issue. So, so you know, it, it is a fine. It's like, it's like there's a cold and pneumonia. At some point, it's a, so is it, yes. Is it a difference in essence or a difference in degree? So I believe once it's crossed over, a person's bechira might be compromised. And he certainly doesn't have the tools. So, I mean, he has the bechira. And Adam Gadol once told me something extraordinary. I, I, it was many years ago. I was a bacha yet. He, this is somebody in Lebrak. He told me, don't think that you can ever hide behind Das Torah. You chose to follow Das Torah, and you chose the God who's going to be your Das Torah. He, he wasn't telling it to me as, a, it wasn't an argument, I, it was just giving give me his take on things. When a per, the Bechira person has, when he has, uh, when he's become addicted, is to look for help, and to surrender whatever he needs to surrender to, to get over it. So, so his Bechira is not, um, he's not going to be able to stop drinking on his own. But if he knows that he needs a rehab, and that's, at that level, he can still do that. So his Bechir is to take a step that's um, very difficult. He knows there's going to be difficulties. Maybe he's embarrassed, etc. But taking that step will, will, will work for him. Yes? Clear, right? I mean, there's, there's a widely taught theory, anyway, at least in the film programs, that nobody goes off the dara, for instance, if 
they're not being driven by strong emotional distress. And so mental, for mental professionals, many of them view it primarily as a mental health issue. Adolescents, adults going off the bat. So is there a mixture of both? Is it, do we have to assume that? Do we, is there such a thing as people, is there a Sahara that just, um, I, I, like most things, I would assume it's a mixture of both, and I'll tell you, like, let, let's take an example. Imagine a person who never connected to Yiddishkeit. He never, he was in Shiva, he walked the walk, talk, talk. Learning to turn him on, he never heard a Muslim was turn him on, but he's there, he's from, it's fine, and it's good. And then he goes on, and, you know, he wants nibbles on cookies without a hatchet, but it's probably okay, he nibbles this, he does that. And there's a slow disintegration of is from kite that often there doesn't it's a lack of emotional con- a connection rather than a positive emotional drive. On the other hand, I was speaking to somebody. Um, this is going a few years back. This person was a huge Talmud Chacham. He wrote Svarim Kabbalah. Totally fry with family and children. The, the works. And someone called me up and said, you know, uh, um, he, you know, uh, again, I don't, know, I don't, know, I don't know how I got, but I said, you know, it's just that. He has questions. He has a few questions. If you can answer them, this and that. I said, listen, I, I, I feel obligated to help if you're calling me, but let me tell you something. It has nothing. I sure has nothing to do with questions. But I'll be in New York. I'll speak with the person if you want. So fine. So I happen to be in New York. I mean, I, I met this person. I sat a few hours with him. This person spent hours raging. It wasn't questions, it was a lot of anger, rage. In there. And he spoke a bunch of hours. And I let him do the most of the talking. I was listening. And this, that. And he threw in all the questions, the questions, oh, we don't find mention Hanukkah, all the questions, and this, and that. This person is very bright. I thought he wrote for him Kabbalah. Um, when he finished, I said, listen, I'm not God's salesman. I'm not, I don't make a commission on, on the people in McFlinger. I want to tell you something. If you really, if, you, if, if mentally you would have believed that this is fairy tales, after 10 minutes of conversation, you would have put your arm around me and you would have said, Rabbi, get a life. I'm telling you, don't waste your time. You don't know how great cheeseburgers are. You don't know how great this is. Get a life. I don't I want to talk about it. I said, I've been listening to a few hours of real anger. I said, something hurts terribly bad. You're not going to have a life unless you resolve those issues, whatever they are. I mean, this person is on drugs. This person is, is in other places. He, he, he was a very angry... Let, let me share a story to show what great... A great Balmusa who had tremendous insight in people it, it said. It's, a, it's an awesome story. It's my wife's great-grandfather, the Alta Slabotka. I didn't know it from the family. I actually read this recently by a Talmud of his, and the, the story blew me away. The altar was an extraordinarily perceptive person. His insight in, in human nature was beyond. He was head of Slabatki Yeshiva, and again, some of you might know a lot about this, some might know very little, in the most turbulent Kufa in, in Jewish history. This was from the late 1800s, 1880. He founded the Yeshiva until 1925 and moved to Israel. This was when yeshivas were destroyed, torn apart, disintegrated. Communism, Zionism, socialism, anti-religious, assimilation, everything took, and Bachar would just leave. And, you know, people say, well, we have a terrible off-the-derech problem. 
to take off the derech is they go off someplace on, on, on a path their own to, to munch on a cheeseburger. In those days, they took a bulldozer and destroyed the yeshiva. It's a whole different world. You know, they, they were lishma. Today's, today's are, are, are like l'teyavah. So one day, so every so often there'd be a revolt of Bachrim. And Bachrim would just unmask it up. And one day, the best Bachrim yeshiva, the biggest masmin and learner, came in with a group of people screaming and yelling profanities and vulgarisms and yelling at the altar, on and on, screaming. And they smashed and It was like a pogrom. And they walked out on Masa Yeshiva. The altar was one of the He turned to this person right in the story. It's, it's Rabbi Meskin or Mursky. And he said to him, did you see how this leader kept his intellectual integrity despite the fact that he's left the Yeshiva? What are you talking about? He said, take a look. He came in and screaming and yelling in high pitch, high revved emotion from beginning to the end. You know why? Because if he would have to think calmly and clearly, he couldn't say these things and he, and he couldn't put his position. The only way it worked is he got his anger and his emotions to talk, not his mind, because his mind couldn't do it. That's insight in a, in a person. Um, but, but, you know, it, it, many of the people are, are frustrated, hurt, upset. You find people who leave by the process of dilution and sort of, you know, it, but that's a slow process. The person not interested in arguing, person, the person wants just, you know, it's kind of a slow disintegration. A person who, who comes with a tremendous, you know, explosion, something close that it could be, he was always looked down upon. It could be that 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 you know sexual abuse is a big factor in a lot of it. It could be frustration and and other things like that hemmed in by people, an unhappy marriage, a difficult parent. Could be many things like that. But I believe many of them. The the slow process where we sort of slowly dilute our way out of place. So unfortunately, is, is is a big thing. But it's just not so noticeable. Maybe one or two more questions, and that's it. Yes. Robin. Robin. Yeah. Um, if you're dealing with a woman with OCD and there are lots of childhoods coming up, you know, mikvah, bedikas, kashras, is it okay for a therapist to give over, like, I've asked the Shaila, for people with OCD, I've been told X? Because sometimes if you tell the person to go to their own room and they're a person who's not familiar with OCD, they totally... Right. So are you allowed to take that responsibility of, you know, handling them again I think most helpful, the best idea would be, and, and I think... For, for both reasons, both halachic and professional, to work with a rav. And the way you couch it to the person is, this rav has a lot of expertise in these shilas specifically. Don't tell him that he recognizes OCD when he sees it. Tell him that in this particular area, you know, it, it's healthy because, it, because down deep, the person knows that they trusted you and not a rav. Mm-hmm. They're not going to free themselves from thinking that they took a shortcut. Um, so, I, so working, and that's why it's important to have, you know, I, I, I would, m- my fantasy or my dream would be to have groups of rabbanim would work with this closely, mm-hmm. because 
you know, it, it, it's, you need both ends of it um, to be, to be um, effective. So in a case like yours, working with a Rokos Talmud, and again, the, for the person say, this person has exact, most Rabbanim, they don't have such um, expertise in this, so they're Makbimo, but he knows exactly, and he can tell you. That's the, you know, that, that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. So this yeah. And, and one, one more question, maybe? What's if, I, if I get the last question. <laughs> so if she'll ask the question, then you can get the last question, okay? I'm, I'm sorry, would you... Based on some, oh, you would just, yeah. That's what Revol- Revolba calls Revolba calls that chapter Adam. He says if you're not an Adam, then there's nothing to talk about, and that, and and he implies that that level of Adam is is a therapist issue, not a halachic or a midas issue. Yes, it's a continuum. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So so there, as therapists, we are grappling with this. We are often called upon to make that distinction, and I'm saying the fear is someplace there, right? You know. Does this person have the capacity to make a choice? Or are they trapped by whether it's early childhood experiences, whether it's something they born with, traumas? But that's kind of an issue where I try to make sense for us to say, we don't really know. What we're talking about people are going out and making certain behaviors based on ways that we're helping them. How would we clarify to say, this is a NASA of an issue that comes before the issue? Because our... Our purview is only in the, in right. not so anymore. Where does this end? Where does this begin? Well, you can, you know, there are tools to diagnose certain things. In other words, personality disorders. One of the challenges generally mental health is they're not as quantifiable. You can't take blood and send it down to the lab. So it's always going to be a judgment call. You know, to some degree, there, there are symptoms, you know, you can build a picture. But once something falls under something like personality disorder, that's, that's nothing to do with midos. It's not easily controllable. Those are things that can be only controlled from somebody from the outside. Uh, I'm working on compensating for whatever issue you have. And, and the problem starts when, when, when a rug gets involved. And a lot of times you get this, and, and the, the, real, the real Gehenim, is when you have a spouse and one person says my wife has a personality disorder and the other and, and the rub of her or, or whatever it is, is 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 saying, What are you talking about? You know, and, and a person doesn't understand these things. And there's somebody, Dr. Levitz, who's written he gives why courses in YU, and he wrote a book on on, on rabbinical counseling, pastoral counseling, rabbinical counseling, and he writes there, I'm not writing this as a textbook for Abonim to be therapists, they're not supposed to be therapists, they you know it's two separate but they should know that certain balabatim they suffer from, it's not their problem, it's a balabas's problem. And if the balabas has, you know, seriously, sometimes you get a person very friendly and it's so nice, and all of a sudden I got very angry at me. Oy vey, what did I say? What did I do? 
and 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 it, you have to realize at some point you, you just say you know what no this this person has a disorder and and now I have to deal with it very differently um, you know having helpful rabbinic guidance so that it, it, the person you know understands that this is what it is is, is vital in a lot of these cases because you're right it gets written off as bad middles and it's not to do with middles it has to do with how the hardware it's not the software program you put in it's the hardware program yeah maybe let me mention one more issue that I think is is a, is a point of conflict and I think why it's important to mention it so, so you know we speak about the, about the sexuality things but I think there's another issue marriage the current when I was growing up the, the Weltanschauung and the, and, the, and, the, and the commonly held moral view was that family is sacrosanct. Being married, if you're not married, you're missing something, you're not Adam, and, and you know you sacrifice everything for your wife and children, husband, children, so on and so forth. That was sort of common between everybody. Today, um, everything is about a person. You are you. Some people enjoy marriage, some people don't enjoy marriage. Some marriages are, 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 are more pleasant than not being married. Some marriages are less pleasant than not being married. Children, okay, we try to do best, but at the end, so on and so forth. Now, that is, and I've known from a fairly close experience where um, a scenario as follows. A woman was married. The husband was not abusive by, by, by everybody's count. The, the husband was of a different nature than the woman. The woman was very artistic and very different. He couldn't relate to many parts of her. They'd been married for, I don't know, probably a decade, two children. Um, the, um, the, 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 it, it was a, there was a lot of pleasantness, but you know, th there were deep-seated areas where the woman felt he just didn't get her. Um, somebody who was uh, from therapist explained to her that She's, you know, just she's being forced in. She got divorced. And so, the two children, it's, so four years later, and, and people tried to dissuade her. This was not, so I, I, I know a lot of details. Um, four years later, five years later, he's remarried happily. She wrote a letter that she, that she is unhappy she thought it'd be easy to find a father figure for children she doesn't. I mean, they have an amicable relationship. It's not, you know, they're, 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 none of the negative parts there. And, and she basically says, I buried myself. The Rav in our town, Rabbi Enemaz of Racha, was a Rav 50 years, a very smart, a very astute person. He said he tried to dissuade every woman, and what's left over is our children. And if our children cannot forgive us, and they don't and forgive us, then, so if it's my pikuach nefesh, I don't mean pikuach, okay, but if it's happier and less happy, there's, there's you know, there's a long um, stretch where I think today we disagree very much with it. Um, it, it is, so on the firm side, I think we, we, we have not understood abuse enough, abuse of marriage, abuse of spouse, and how serious it can be, whether it's emotional, severe emotional abuse or, or, or physical abuse. So I think we've been guilty of that. But I think the world's idea where it's just another way to live life is totally alien to our values. Yes, what is it? You got the list. Yeah, one quick comment and a question. Comments, we have, I have eight questions here. 
um, prepared. The only this is a conversation I follow from the first question. So I'm hoping that she will give us other occasions that we can. Uh, if if the only feels it's helpful, I do come to New York on some occasions. My son Yaakov knows when. So so I'm serious. He he's the, he's the organized one. So 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 you, you can. So yeah. hopefully we can have a. Um, I'm hoping that the Rashiva could conclude just with words of chizuk for those who are immersed in the service of colleagues from. <laughs> um, you, you know what? I, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with with uh, with something that my mother-in-law. I don't know if you. My mother was Rebbe Finkel. If anybody was not to Saul, you probably had an occasion to use her. She she was a grainerman. She was twenty four seven. Um, you know, sleeves rolled up in a sneeze stick away, helping people all the time. All the time. She was like sort of rock strong. And people with medical service was especially, but everything in the books. One day, a lady, a lady, I think it was a medical issue. They tried one thing, nothing. Finally, my mother-in-law said to her, you know, it was on the phone. I was sitting. She said, "You know, I think I've tried every avenue, and and uh, I, I don't think there's anything more I could I could offer you." So the lady told the rabbinit, uh, "You understand Hebrew, Mister? I mostly understand it." Yes, kolkacha be gemachem ayom. There's so many gemachs today. Gemach ozen zemeod chashuv. And and you know what? I, I was speaking to somebody once in Shabbos who's going through terrible tzara. Somebody I don't know. I was I have a new area in, in, in where I was. And at the end, I listened. And at the end, the person said, "You know, it feels better." So I, I it, it's the the pain and and the and the weight you feel when you hear another story and another story. As hard as it feels for you, in many ways, that's how much lighter you've made it for the person. And, and, and you know, I'm sure everybody feels it. it the, a big part of it is when the person feels that you listen and, and, and it's weighing down on you. Two people carrying something. It's, it's strange to, to use emotional, you know, to conceptualize from physical character emotion, but it is like that. And, and uh, th- that's what you do. And, and you know, it's, it's something that... And Baruch Hashem, we do have better tools today. And Baruch Hashem, we do understand things and, and we can help a lot of people more than that. But at least the fact that we're there and we're available, I, I think, uh, you know, may it be that when you call to Hashem, Hashem will listen to Hashem. So that's the best thing. What? I don't mind. I was, I, yeah. I, your name again? I see. Okay, so he has. I'm a little nervous. So. <laughs> I'm a little nervous with the right I, I hope it's okay. I'm doing. Can I get a few? I think he's okay with the Yeah. Ah, okay. I had a bed. Oh,